What are we discussing on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast? Who has the inside track on becoming the number five starter for the D-backs and taking a look at the latest World Series odds? Are the D-backs odds correct? Are they crazy? Who should be ahead of them and who should be behind them? All on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at careerthomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Diamondbacks about Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. On today's show, we are going to be talking about the latest World Series odds, taking a look at where the D-backs rank and seeing who's ahead of the D-backs in terms of odds, who should be behind the D-backs in terms of odds. We'll talk about that. And I want to talk about the number five starter. We'll power rank all the candidates to who could potentially be the D-backs last starter in their rotation. But before we get into the podcast, I want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe to Locked on Dimebacks on YouTube. We are close to 1,000 subscribers. I want to hit 1,000 before opening day. I believe opening day is March 20th. 28th. So we got a month and like three weeks away from that. So please, guys, let's get to a thousand subscribers unlocked on Diamondbacks on YouTube. But now let's jump into the pod and let's talk about who can be. Let's break down the candidates of the D backs potential number five starter in 2024. We'll look at all the candidates today. I'm actually going to kind of do a power ranking of the order of how I think it will break down the guys most likely to win that number five job. This is my opinion of how the order would shake down. Um, You guys might feel differently. Of course, shout out me on Twitter if you think I'm wrong or if you have a different order, but this is how I think it would break down in order of guys most likely to be the number five starter for the D-backs in 2024. So, Number one, the guy who I think has the inside track to being the D-backs number five starter this season is, of course, Tommy Henry. I mean, everything that Mike Hazen has said so far this offseason, it feels like Tommy Henry is the favorite, and it feels like it's his job to lose this spring training. Now, like I said, it's his job to lose. If he goes out there in spring training, looks absolutely awful, then yeah, maybe he doesn't win the number five job because with how Tommy Henry looked last year in 2023 before getting hurt, 
He looked like a pretty quality pitcher, was third on the staff in quality starts, and he wasn't like electric or a number one starter, but he was that perfect back-end rotation starter, that perfect guy that you need to get you through a regular season. And if Tommy Henry could honestly just repeat what he did in 2023, the D-backs will surely take that in 2024. In 16 starts last year, 89 innings pitch, hit a 4.15 ERA, 17% strikeout rate, two, uh, a 9.2% walk rate. Like the peripheral numbers were really solid for Tommy Henry, and he was above league average in chase rate, hard hit rate, uh, the hard hit rate, the barrel rate. Like Tommy Henry was solid last year for the D-backs, and he was a bit of a surprise to me. Tommy Henry. I wasn't always a big Tommy Henry fan, uh, especially entering 2023, just because you look at that pitching arsenal, not elite stuff, a guy who throws low 90 fastballs. Like I'm never in on those kind of pitchers because they just don't tend to have super high upsides. Those are the kind of guys that have to have elite control, elite command, and really know where to pitch and have elite pitch accuracy. That's how those guys are able to be really effective major leaguers. And Tommy Henry last year was that kind of pitcher. Not elite stuff, but really good at run prevention. And like some of the other candidates we'll be talking about today, who we did see pitch for the D-backs last year, he was not a volatile pitcher. Tommy Henry was not the type to go out there and pitch four innings and give up six earned runs. Like Tommy Henry, for the most part, kept your team in the ball game. You know, start after start. And for a guy that's going to be your number five starter, like, that's kind of all you want. Like, yes, it would be nice if Tommy Henry had the upside to be a frontline rotation starter. But if that also meant Tommy Henry was more volatile, like if Tommy Henry was kind of like Brendan Fott, where it's like, we see the stuff, we know he has elite potential, but gosh darn it, this guy gives up a lot of home runs. I think it actually helps that Tommy Henry is just kind of this ho-hum, number five starter, evenly balanced, I can just get you through the regular season. That's all we need as the number five starter, so I can see why he has the inside track on being the number five starter for the D-backs in 2024. Fastball, got hit uh, a decent amount last year, but his curveball and his slider were really effective secondary pitches off that fastball. He can, he's going to continue to work with Brent Strom through spring training. We'll see if he can get even better. And you look at some of the numbers for Tommy Henry, really good with men on the bases, which is always a very important sign. Really good in high leverage moments as well. Tommy Henry is not someone that was rattled when he saw men on the bases, was not rattled when there was runners in scoring position late in the game. Like Tommy Henry was just solid overall for the D-backs last year and sometimes all you need is someone just to be solid I think he can be a perfect kind of innings eater for the D-backs next year that doesn't kill you in games that doesn't give up these you know crooked number type games where you're giving up six seven earned runs in just one start so I think Tommy Henry is by far the favorite to be the D-backs number five starter next year and I believe he's deserving of that inside track the guy who's number two for the number five starter, I think, is going to be Ryan Nelson because I don't know if you guys really realize this. I didn't realize this until I was starting doing the research, but I forgot how much Ryan Nelson pitched for the D-backs last year. 144 innings pitch. He made 27 starts for the D-backs last year, and he was not very effective. A 5.31 ERA, 15.5% strikeout rate, 7.4% walk rate, like... 
Ryan Nelson was someone I was really high on entering 2023. He did win the number five job, and I thought he was deserving. Really strong 2022. I was excited for his potential in 2023, and nothing really worked out for Ryan Nelson. He's a big fastball cutter guy. He throws that about two-thirds of the time. Both of those pitches were absolutely crushed in the regular season last year, like 300 average, 500 plus slugging against like both of those pitches. Like they were just not effective major league pitches. And Ryan Nelson is someone that was supposed to work on that secondary stuff, supposed to work on that slider. It just did not develop throughout the season. He was not able to trust it. And that's one of the reasons why he threw so many fastball and cutters. And it made it really predictable for these opposing batters. You look at some of the Ryan Nelson stats, he was not good against either righties or lefties which doesn't inspire any level of confidence at all. I mean, I we would understand if he was bad against the lefties as a righty pitcher, but also a 800-plus OPS against righty batters just doesn't make you feel good as a D-backs fan. So Ryan Nelson, someone that was also bad with men on, men with runners in scoring position, bad with high-leverage moments. Like, it did not matter the situation if it was basically any sort of run scoring opportunity or any sort of situation where you needed Ryan Nelson to hold down the fort. He just did not come through for the D-backs last year and leaves a bad taste in your mouth when a pitcher like Ryan Nelson, who had all the opportunities, does that repeatedly, does not make you feel good about his future. So Ryan Nelson, even though he has the most experience of anyone we're going to name today, he also showed the, the least amount of growth. He also inspires probably the least amount of confidence of anyone we're going to talk about today. So Tommy Henry, definitely number one inside track. If he absolutely falters, Ryan Nelson, if he has a good spring training, I would say he's probably going to win the job. But considering how Ryan Nelson looked last year, uh, I, I don't think the D-backs want to give Ryan Nelson that number five job. So we'll talk about other candidates that could potentially win the number five job for the D-backs in 2024 coming up next. But before we get into that, I first want to talk to you guys about this little thing called eBay Motors because passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Felt like I was slurring my words a little bit on that uh, 
ad read. Hopefully you guys don't think I'm drinking out here on the podcast because I would never do that. But let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast and let's talk about some other candidates for the number five starter. Tommy Henry, definitely inside track. Ryan Nelson, number two, but I don't think the D-backs want him to be the number five starter. So if Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry both have awful, awful spring trainings, who could potentially be number three? I think it would be Slade Kikoni of the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is someone that actually thought looked pretty decent for the D-backs last year as a long reliever and a spot starter for the D-backs last year. I thought he was absolutely fine. He, When you look at his stats, he had a 4-3-3 ERA. And when you look at his ERA when he was a starter, it was like north of five. But that was really only because he had one start where he gave up six earned runs. And the other Slaker Coney appearances, I thought he actually looked pretty good and actually handled himself pretty uh, effectively. When you look at the stats, he was good against both righties and lefties, sub 800 OPS against both of those um, situations. I thought he was pretty effective against both of those type of batters. And did he struggle with men on? And did he struggle with runners in scoring position in high leverage moments? He did, but I, I think I'm a, I think I'm okay to look past those struggles a little bit more with a slate as opposed to Ryan Nelson, just because the sample size is not there with a slate as opposed to Ryan Nelson. Now, with that being said, he still allowed a 333 average and a 953 OPS or runners in scoring position, but the sample size was so small. Ryan Nelson had 27 starts. Slade only had 15 at-bats with runners in scoring position. So even though he wasn't good in that situation last year, again, a very small sample size. Same with high-leverage moments, like very bad stats in high-leverage moments. But again, super small sample size. So that's why I'm able to look past those deficiencies with men on, with with runners in scoring position in those high-leverage moments. That's why I'm a little bit okay to sweep that under the rug because I need to see a larger sample size from Slade. I thought his pitching arsenal was pretty effective. Mid-90s fastball with a really effective slider. I like his repertoire. I think Slade is a pretty solid pitcher. He's a top 15 prospect from the 2023 season, according to MLB Pipeline and the D-backs organization. Still only 24 years of age. So at 6'4", 219 pounds, I think Slade is a pretty intriguing option. And I think he would be arguably number three among the potential number five uh, starter candidates for the D-backs entering 2024. It's a toss-up between Slade and this next guy I want to discuss, Bryce Jarvis, because he's the other guy that you can make a case for. I would say Slade and him are kind of neck and neck because both of them kind of got caught up near the same time last year, and both of them kind of got the same amount of opportunities in the regular season. And I like both of these guys kind of equal. When we look at the stats for Bryce Jarvis from last year, they look a little bit better on the peripheral than a Slade because Slade, 4-3-3 year ray, 27 innings pitch, a 1.148 year ray. Like those are really good numbers, but Bryce Jarvis numbers just a little bit better. 23 innings pitch, a 304 year ray, a 0.972 whip. Bryce Jarvis just slightly better when you look at the traditional stats, but was not striking out a ton of people last year. 4.6 strikeouts per nine. That's probably the area you want him to get better in. Uh, the thing on Bryce Jarvis, the wrap, can throw it really hard, but just doesn't have any movement. 
mid-90s fastball, but pretty effective secondary stuff when you're looking at the stat cast from last year. Now, Bryce Jarvis doesn't have a ton of experience on the major league level as a starter. At least Slade made four starts last year. Bryce Jarvis only made one start last year, so he has less experience than Slade. I think that's why he would probably be behind Slade in a power ranking for that number five starter, but Bryce is someone... I really like the pitching repertoire. I really like how hard he can throw. And the stats for his pitchers were really effective last year. Like opposing batters really struggled. When you look at that slider below a 100 batting average against that slider last year. And he threw that thing 115 times. Even his fastball, which he threw the most over 50% of the time, only 220 average against that fastball. So, Bryce Jarvis, I think, is someone that is really enticing. He was elite with runners in scoring position last year and high leverage moments. But like we said with Bryce Jarvis, or excuse me, like we said with Slade, super small sample size for Bryce Jarvis in the high leverage moments and with the runners in scoring position, despite the numbers looking elite. Again, a small sample size. So I don't want to take too much from that either with Bryce Jarvis or Slade Kokone because both of them are super small sample sizes. But what I saw from both of those guys last year, I think they both flashed enough where if they had really good spring trainings, either Slade or Bryce Jarvis, and we saw Tommy Henry or Ryan Nelson struggle mightily, I would like those guys to maybe be next up in line to be considered for that number five starter. And if we enter the regular season and we see a Tommy Henry get hurt, why not? throw in Slake or Coney for a couple of spot starts or throw in Bryce Darvis for a couple of spot starts because I don't think that would be a bad idea at all. Now, the next couple of guys, it gets a little bit more interesting because at least with Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, those are guys who we've seen on the major on the major league level, and we've seen them have a ton of experience and a ton of reps. Slade and Bryce Darvis, those are two guys not a, not, not a super large sample size, but at least we got to see them over 20 innings pitch, both of them on the major league level last year. At least we got to see them have a cup of coffee with the D-backs. These next three pitchers have never pitched for the Arizona Diamondbacks, so the idea of them being the number five starter, probably not as likely, but I think they're still worth mentioning. The first guy I want to talk about is Christian Mena, who we talked about on yesterday's podcast, acquired for Dominic Fletcher. Only 21 years old, but already was pitching in double A and triple A as a 20-year-old pitching prospect last year. Fastball can touch 96, got the curveball, got the slider, got the changeup, all sitting in the mid to low 80s. Does he walk? Probably too many people, yes. 11% of the time, he was walking people in 27 starts last year, but also a 27% K rate. I'd love to see that from Christian Mena. He's going to start the year in AAA, but from the comments from the front office and Mike Hazen, it sounds like he's not too far away from potentially making his debut on the major league level and potentially making an impact with the Arizona Dimebacks. If he has himself an electric spring training, maybe he can win the number five number five starter um, job, but I think it would be a pretty big leap for Mena to do that. But he's someone down the line at the end of the season or a year or two away who I think could make a really strong impression with the D-backs and does have that mid-rotation potential. So I love this trade for the D-backs. A big swing for the fences. Mena, I don't think will make an impact this year, but in the future, he is someone to look out for and keep on your radar 
keep on your radar as another potential starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, I have two more pitching candidates for the number five starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And we'll talk about those World Series odds for the D-backs in segment number three as well. And of course, I'm getting my World Series odds from the best sports book, FanDuel Sportsbook, because happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but you can also place bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. My favorite thing to do for the Super Bowl is doing those little prop bets. How about the national anthem, the the color of the Gatorade? I love doing all those random side bets. And of course, I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes because you got to bet on the GOAT. You can't bet against him. And that's not what I will be doing this Super Bowl Sunday. Best believe I'm taking my homeboy to win the Super Bowl. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more of FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Let's talk about a couple more candidates before we talk about the World Series odds. The next candidate I want to bring up is Yu Min Lin, who I think is a pretty hot name entering the spring training because I think a lot of D-backs fans would love to see him get a crack in the rotation or at least just get some opportunities on the major league level this season, especially get some opportunities in spring training because this is someone that had a really good minor league season for the D-backs. Yu Min Lin, I think, is a fan favorite. 3.86 ERA, over 121 innings pitch last year for the D-backs. And if you look at his 2022 stats, he had a 2.72 ERA, over 56 innings pitch. So over the last couple of years, Yu Min Lin has looked pretty good. The issue with him, just a very small frame, 5.11. And also he had the repertoire of someone that's not like an elite starter. His fastball sits like 89 to 92, low 90 fastball guy. But the thing with Yumin Lin, he can rack up the Ks. He had like 140 strikeouts and like 120 innings pitched last season. So not considered a high ceiling guy, but he's someone where if he does have that pitch accuracy, does have full command and control of his stuff, the best version of him can maybe be like a Merrill Kelly-esque type of pitcher. So Yumin Lin is someone that I would just like to give a little bit of run to. Let's see what he can do. If he's someone that continues to do good on the AA and AAA level, then why not pitch him and put him in situations against major leaguers? Why not give him a spot start or two or at least give him a couple innings out the bullpen? The D-backs have so many intriguing young guys that are budding and ready to 
make their strides on the major league level. We got you, Min Lin. Christian Mena isn't far away. You got the Slade. You got the Bryce Jarvises. All these guys aren't going to work out. We thought Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson might turn into something. It feels like those guys are probably not going to be long-term major leaguers uh, going forward, and that's just how it works out sometimes. You, Min Lin, we don't know if he's going to be a long-time major leaguer, but to find that out, you're going to have to pitch him against major leaguers. So I would not mind seeing a, U, a little Yu Min Lin this spring training and especially in the regular season. And then after him, the final guy that I think could get a potential look for that number five starter. And again, the Yu Min Lin, the Christian Mayna, the Blake Walston, these are the deep cuts. These are the guys who will probably get some looks in spring training, but definitely not get a look for the rotation at the start of the season for the first couple months, but you just never know. Blake Walston, another guy, uh, early 20s, uh, like a first rounder in 2019 out of high school. He's a he's six foot five, but the thing is, he just doesn't throw as hard as maybe the D backs want him to as a dude that's six foot five, low 90s fastball. But again, he's been effective. In the minor league level, Triple uh, A, of course, is never going to give you the pretty stats, but he was fine in Triple A last season. Uh, the strikeouts wanted to be better. That's like one of those areas where at six foot five, you want him to throw harder. You want him to rack up more Ks. Hasn't exactly been able to do that throughout his minor league career, but if he comes into Triple A this year with Reno Aces and performs really well and pitches to a pretty high level because we know those are hitter-friendly ballparks. If he looks electric in Reno, then yeah, I could see Blake Walston getting a crack at it throughout the season. Like, Yumin Lin and the Blake Walstons, like, their path to getting opportunity this major league level is, or getting opportunity on the major, on the major league level this season is kind of like what we saw with Bryce Jarvis and Slade last year where you come in at the very end of the season and maybe you get 20 innings pitch under your belt. The D-backs also did that the previous year with Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson. Like it always feels like they take two guys from the minor league level at the end of the year to be these long reliever spot starter types um, at the end of the season. So the very next year, you give them a potential opportunity to be your back-end rotation starter. And so maybe you, Min Lin, and Blake Walston are those two guys that get called up at the end of this season, get 15 to 25 innings of work, and then maybe 2025 is when you say, you know what, maybe this is actually the year Blake Walston is the number five starter for the D-backs, or maybe it's you, Min Lin's year to be the number five starter for the D-backs. So... I don't think we'll see Mena, Lynn, or Walston to start the year, but midseason, by the end of the year, injuries, maybe those guys get a crack at it. And if they do, I would not be shocked if one of them ran away with their opportunities because I do think all of them have a path to being successful major leaguers. Mena, I think, has the highest upside, but Yumin Lynn has shown the most flashes probably in the minor leagues, and Blake Walston has the most theoretical potential because he's a six foot five behemoth. So I do like the potential pitching prospects coming up through the ranks for the D-backs over the next couple of years. Now I want to talk to you guys about D-backs World Series odds because 
I was looking at the D-backs World Series odds, and I think I want to end the podcast the rest of the week by talking about FanDuel and looking at some odds that I think you guys should either bet on or things I think are kind of crazy that FanDuel has on here because looking at the World Series odds for the D-backs right now, they are 3, 6, 9, 12. They are 13th in terms of World Series odds at plus 3,500. And I don't think that's crazy, plus 3,500 or being 13th. I just think the D-backs, a couple teams are ahead of them. I think there's a couple teams ahead of the D-backs. That is kind of ridiculous, and the D-backs should definitely be ahead of a couple of these teams because, listen, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros, they have the three uh, best odds to win the World Series, or I guess the worst odds. They're the three favorites. I think that's fine. Then it goes Yankees, Rangers. I'll just tell you the whole order. Dodgers, Braves, Astros, Yankees, Rangers, Orioles, Phillies. I don't have a problem with that top seven. Number eight, the Minnesota Twins at plus 2,000. I just don't see any world where the Twins have a better chance of winning a World Series than the Arizona Diamondbacks entering 2024. The D-backs are already coming off a World Series appearance, and the Twins just won their first like playoff game in like the last 50 years. Like The Twins never do anything when we get to the postseason. I don't know why we would trust them. They have... A kind of interesting lineup with the Buxtons and the Correas and the Royce Lewises. But I just don't think their rotation is probably strong enough. I don't think a Pablo Lopez-Joe Ryan combination is winning you the World Series. So I think it's kind of crazy that the Twins are ahead of the D-backs who won the National League last year. I just don't think the Twins should be ahead of them in terms of World Series odds. And then after the Twins, you got the Blue Jays. I'm fine with that. But then the Seattle Mariners at plus 2,000. The Mariners have done nothing but get worse this offseason. I like the fact that they traded for Jorge Polanco um, from the Minnesota Twins, right? Like, the Twins didn't get get any better. The Mariners are going to have one of the best rotations in Major League Baseball next year. I'll give them that. The Mariners have a really strong rotation, but... That lineup, I'm just not scared of it. I love Julio Rodriguez. I think Polanco is a strong move, but when Mitch Garver is like your third best player, when your third and fourth best player are two catchers um, in your lineup, like I just don't think that's a recipe for being a World Series contender. I like their rotation, but I just don't think their lineup is strong enough. It's not as deep as the D-backs, and the D-backs lineup is actually going to benefit from the Mariners trade when they picked up Eugenio Suarez, and they also picked up Paul Seawald from the Seattle Mariners. So the Mariners are going to be the reason why the D-backs finish ahead of them. Maybe not in the regular season standings, but definitely in the postseason standings. So I think it's crazy that the Mariners are ahead of the D-backs in World Series odds. Then after the Mariners... The next team that I think is kind of wild, the St. Louis Cardinals. I know they had a really down season last year. I don't think they'll be as bad as they were last year, but that rotation is old after Sonny Gray. Like, who do you trust? Lance Lynn, Adam Wainwright. The lineup I don't think is as strong if Nolan Arenado does not have a bounce back because Goldie is still a stud, but Arenado showed the first signs of decline in his major league career from an offensive standpoint last year. So if he does not get better with how old that rotation is as well, I don't see how you can have the Cardinals ahead of the D-backs either. Then after the Cardinals, you have the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 3,000, and then it goes the D-backs plus 3,500. So really, the D-backs should probably be top 10 in World Series odds because I would have the Twins, Mariners, and Cardinals all behind the D-backs. So if you told me 
The D-backs were 10th in World Series odds. I think that would be fine and justifiable. But as it currently stands, FanDuel, I think we need to fix some of your World Series odds to give the D-backs a little bit more respect. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We'll definitely be talking about another spring training battle and another FanDuel uh, betting odd. FanDuel betting odd? Something related to FanDuel. A FanDuel betting future. Maybe that's what I should say. I'll look at my favorite bet for the D-backs entering 2024 or my least favorite bet. I'll do what I basically just did, you know, I'll call out something that I find is ridiculous on FanDuel, or I'll tell you something that I think, you know what, there might be value here, might need to go place a few schmeckles down so you can win some money at the end of 2024, so come back tomorrow so you can find out what that bet is if you guys want to win money next season, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, deuces.